welcome to the Monday Night War Stories. Your no-so crew goes on a little deep dive in the ratings war between WCW and WWF. This week, we're coming off the heels of Fall Brawl. That War Games match was fantastic. All-time classic. All-time classic. One of the best ever. WWF, we're on a, the road to Unforgiven. Doesn't sound as impressive as the road to WrestleMania. Gotta be honest with you. Yeah, um, on the road, uh, Unforgiven. I don't know. What we want. What do you want? How do you want me to sell this? Um, um, one of their B pay per views is coming up this month. We're on the road to a B pay per view. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm your host, Joseph Lesso. I'm alongside here with the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack, Pip Pip and Cheerio, Fruit Booty, uh, No Sells Living Legend, Mike. Boop. It's showtime, folks! Woo! <coughs> that killed me. I thought you were bringing Fruit Booty back. <laughs> I forgot about it. <laughs> Checks out. Woo. So, before oh. we move on... 4 out of 10. I mean, yeah. But if you've seen the video, 6 out of 10. 6 out of 9. Well, that's, nice. that's a good point. Before we move on, uh, in current wrestling... No, it's the... What? What? <laughs> what? A, a main person from the war stories, Pat Patterson, passed away. Yes. That's uh, true. Um, I only know him from this era and a little bit beyond. I never watched any of his matches. Ooh. Um, we'll get more into this on the No Cell Podcast. There's a couple you definitely should watch. Unfortunately, the with him, as with all I guys from that era, the, the the cream of the crop, the height of his of his career. There's a snow video. It's really, hmm. yeah. I mean, trust me, nobody would be happier than me if there was 60s, 70s San Francisco footage out there. Really, my God, I'd be happy. It just not to be found yet. Not to be found. Uh, the sure Holy they, Grail. I'm sure they re-recorded over those fucking tapes oh, yeah. 19 times. Yep, that's what they did back then. There's some evening news fucking broadcast. It, hey, my Pat Patterson match. My parents taped over one of my birthdays for the OJ trial. Well, I mean, yeah, it fits. That's yeah, fair. It does. Uh, up until 1981, just about every company, every wrestling uh, company, reused those tapes they taped to show on TV because those things were expensive. Expensive back then. Yep. And nobody had the foresight to be like, Man, I bet I bet there'll be a, a demand for this twenty years from now. Hmm. But it, it wasn't until Checks VCRs out. were readily available that it was like, might still be in business. Right. <laughs> but yes, he uh just recently passed. So Fuck twenty twenty. Right. Fuck. In honor of Pat Patterson, on New Year's Eve, I'm going to throw a party, and it'll be Banana. Banana. And I will, I do my and I will sing my way. Awesome. Limbisk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure it's the remix version. I'll wait for the highway. I want to leave Limbiscuit in 2020 with everything else that sucked ass. Let's see if they make a return in 2021. Let's move on. Let's go to our first show of the night. Dose W Monday Nitro, September 13th. Hey. 1999. Did you know we're in the Dean Dome? We did. We are? They told us that about, about a billion times. Yeah. Where's that Dean Dome at? Chapel Hill. There we go. Yeah, Dean Dome sucks. They've been relevant since 1983, but that's cool. Yeah, awesome. All those titles they won. 
Uh, we're going to recap from last week's Nitro. Hey, guys. <laughs> that sounded really bitter. Yeah. Like, I mean, it sounded fuck so bitter. Shit. Uh, recap last Nitro. <laughs> Bret Hart returning, and he wants a match with Hogan. Uh, someone attacking, uh, staying in Hogan's locker room. Uh, people in the room at the time was Luger, Bret, Hulk, and... <laughs> And the cameraman. And the cameraman. And the cameraman. Could have been him. It was him the whole time. Uh, Hogan saying he doesn't know why Macho was in his locker room and what's wrong with Luger, what's Luger's problem with him. And then they show Sting and Luger beginning to brawl as Nitro ends. Uh, commentary, Bobby and uh, Tony. Uh, last night, uh, we were entering uh, the night of who can trust who, and it turns out we couldn't trust Sting, as Sting turned his back on Hogan. The gasp. Sid is also the new U.S. champion. I mean, who yep. didn't see that coming? <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked I am. So then we go to a recap of Nitro from last week, as, as it was the number one contendership for the WCW Heavyweight Championship, as there was a battle royal, and then a main... Uh, Two guys would wrestle, Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit. The winner of that would face the winner of last night's pay-per-view championship match tonight. You know what? That should have been our first red herring that Hogan was Because he was not about I to wrestle. Last week. He was not about to wrestle either one of these motherfuckers for nope. the title. As uh, Little was, did we know, neither was Sting. N- neither was Sting. As, uh, <laughs> so it turns out since uh, that happened that Sid interfered and that ruined the match last week. Tonight... Okay, right now, Chris Benoit will face Dean Malenko. The winner will be facing Sting maybe later tonight. You know, you know that. Got to bring it back. Um, we have uh, Saginaw's own Dean uh, Shane Douglas as him and Saturn are down there to <laughs> keep people out, mostly Sid. Uh, Benoit and Malenko brawl on the outside, but Douglas and Saturn separate them and say, dude in the ring. Um. Uh, common, uh, Douglas walks by commentary and says that this is a wrestling match and Heenan goes not enough tables for me God fucking Bobby Heenan, for man. my taste <laughs> Heenan's on one I love it uh, this was a uh, back and forth match uh, we get a double clothesline double pin but both men kick out two Malenko reverses the uh, three German suplex uh, Malenko hits a superplex but Benoit rolls him up for the win uh after the match, both men hug it out. I thought it was a good match. The fans were into it. It helped that, you know, when the wrestlers on the outside try to pump the crowd up, mostly works. Unless you're in Saginaw, like Douglas still is. Chapel Hill. So where does Duke play? You're a Duke fan. I used to be. Where did they play? Durham. Durham? Eight miles away. So I'm sure, I'm surprised uh, Shane didn't mm. call for Durham to get on their feet. That'll be next year when they're heels. Nuclear heat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually did not like this match. No, I. Uh, I mean, there's. It'll come out later. Uh, I think it was clear where both of these guys were told the night was going, and <laughs> I don't think they tried. I don't blame them, but I don't think they really put an effort out. This is a very basic for these two match. We'll get to that later. Yeah. There was definitely yeah. a. There was definitely a. When we want, a when, shafting. When Bonwa came out, I was like, is it "The shaft of mm-hmm. the evening." Yeah, this was the shaft of the evening. Yeah. Um, uh, we find out that uh, tonight we will be having Buff Bagwell versus Berlin since Buff was late to the arena last night. Somebody done got a talking to overnight. <laughs> my first thought, I shit you down, my first thought was if that motherfucker goes over tonight, 
So he went over. <laughs> I had he this, went over cat when he went blackface. I right? had the same thought, but I was like, no, he got his ass fucking reamed. If not by management, by like the boys, the boys, the boys. He probably had some wrestlers' court payments to to make here because, mm. I mean, fuck, dude. Listen to all of that at Pay-Per-View Stories and yeah. that's Like, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, Who that, would know? That, that was my first thought. Question to ask Shivani. That'd be an interesting question if he knew. If Buff got a wrestler courted for fucking over Berlin. <laughs> no, in WWE, probably not. Get a raise. Yeah. <laughs> short initiative, son. <laughs> Plus, Hogan says you're not Blazak. <laughs> Cat's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to Mean Gene in the ring as he's... Um, Already? Yep. The shank of the evening. As he brings out... Ric Flair? Uh-huh. As before, he goes, a lot of things have changed in the past 36 hours. <laughs> Here comes Ric Flair. And who talk about somebody who's very happy about said changes the last 36 hours. Ooh. Oh, what gave you the... I'm free. I'm, I'm free. Wow. For the first time in five years, I'm free. My God. So Gene starts it off. Rick, uh, <laughs> he starts off. Gene, uh, Gene goes, hey, Rick, so where have you been for the past six months, Rick Flair? I don't know. I've been in, t- in uh, I've been in a mental hospital. I've had a heart attack. Um, my son wrestles. My, my son daughter's Ruff- getting married. My wife, uh, my other daughter's in cheerleading. Rick says, uh, I'm free at last. Free at last. And Gene goes, we can't go there. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Flair says that they've been holding him back for a lifetime. Flair has business to take care of in the back. Hogan and him have a date with Destiny. He's been gone for six months, and now all of a sudden Sting's uh, champion. We haven't got to my favorite line of the promo yet. Because... One, if we talk about the ratings breakdown from the year, it's not wrong. And two, God damn, what a shoot line to use. Flutter (laughs) says that he's known Sting for years. uh, Sting has always been jealous of him. Oh, he's always been jealous of Sting because he was younger, faster. Sting called himself the franchise. Uh, Flutter says he would give him that one because he's the man. Um, Flutter's disappointment. was the man. No, he's the man. Uh, Flair says he's disappointed. I thought Rock said he was a whisker biscuit. Uh, Flair says he's disappointed Sting to hear that uh, he won the title by hitting Hogan with the bat. Sting and Luger come out to the uh, ring, which I don't get because I was like, how uh, I was like, how the fuck is Ric Flair not get that? <laughs> yeah, Flair what are be, you talking about? Flair should be like saluting, like about time. Right? Yeah, welcome to the Horseman, brother. I'm the greatest yeah. player in the game. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, and I was like. What? You don't get it. You would have done the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> Only like way earlier. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Sting and Luger come out. Flair tells Sting that they need to walk back up the aisle because it's Flair time. He has 10 minutes. Um, when, I get, <laughs> when I get back there, I'll teach you guys how to <laughs> read, read a run format. sheet. Yep. <laughs> uh, Sting brings up, how many times, Flair, have you lured me in and then stabbed me in the back? Uh-huh. Uh, Sting says that uh, Flair made him the man he is today. He learned from the Jewish player in the game. Sting says that deep down he loves Rick, and he uh, tells him, hey, you have to leave. He uh, gives him the, like, free, this is your free pass. This is your, I'll let you leave. Flair brings up that it's him. He's the reason why Sting's a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Sting sounds like Flair's wife, and she just doesn't listen. Uh, uh, Flair begins to uh, leave, but he goes, walks back to the mat, goes, not! As uh, Sting uh, and Luger are tired of people uh, in power, they want to run with the ball. Luger ter- tells Flair to walk. Uh, they're trying to be nice, but uh, you know, you're up there with Jordan, Gretzky, and Barry Sanders retiring on top. Flair then goes, says, I was going to retire. I was thinking about retiring. <laughs> he said, I haven't watched wrestling for the past six weeks, but I watched last week and realized you need Ric Flair. God damn, you can't do it without Ric Flair. And he's not necessarily wrong. However, this bugged me once they started talking. Am I the only one that felt this way? Flair has been gone for six weeks. Yep. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Sting and Luger are tired of Flair holding them down. And I'm like, did we just pigeonhole Flair into this spot for some reason? And I, uh, like, it just felt so unnatural. And I actually, I thought the promo really picked up when they came out at first. I thought it was really good back and forth between Sting and, like, Luger's just a waste of space. <laughs> yes. But between Sting and Flair... But when Sting was like, we, we're tired of people, we, we want the ball rolling, like, you were president three weeks ago. You had the power. And like you, you beat just, him. You gave it up. I don't, what are you talking about? <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't get it. Uh, you just had the power, and you're like, you know what? I want to be a wrestler, so I'm I, giving up it, that power. It, it felt to me like either Hogan didn't want to take the verbal heat, like you're not going to put me down by saying I've been holding you down. I'm Hulk Hogan. Or Bischoff was fired, so now... Flair, you've been holding us down. It just it came out of nowhere. I was like, this it's, is very not the person you should be doing this promo with. It should have with. been Nash. Yeah, Nash or Hogan or Bischoff. Well, like you, I mean, Hogan was never yeah. going to take that. Any so of those would have been, been believable. Sure. Yeah. Flair. He's living off TV. <laughs> and not only that, but before then, he was fucked with more than you were. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It just, that, that, that's the only part that ruined it for me. I was like, this is the wrong person to do this promo with. Mm-hmm. But then again, probably the only person who would agree who would to do, do the it. promo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Luger then jumps Flair from behind. They both. Uh, <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. Both, <laughs> Shocking. Both men are. Uh, they both attack uh, Flair, and then Luger uh, signals that he's going to rack him, but then he clotheslines him and then puts him in. In the so uh, Luger always has to do the setup clothesline to anybody, even during a sneak attack. So I'll say this, and I know the, the it's not over yet. But during the beatdown, it really got to me. I was like, I'm not feeling Sting commit to the heel thing yet. Uh-uh. He almost participated in none of the beatdown, and the promo wasn't as heelish as you want it to be. It was very justified and correct, which, which you want the heels to believe what they're saying, but they have to also be wrong. Right. Right. Exactly. And he wasn't wrong about any of it. Yeah, no, he was, he except for the held. Flair thing. But, yeah, you know. Just replace Hogan with Flair and you've got the well, guy. Like, he was 100% wrong. So people were like, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. That's, why are we booing you? <laughs> that was my only thing. I was like, mm. I, the part of the promo I thought the most was the loud Luger sucks chance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so they beat him down for a little bit, then Sting puts him in the Scorpion Deathlock. Mm-hmm. And then, for a while, after a little bit of him being in the Deathlock, Hulk Dude. Hogan and Bret Hart comes out and makes the save. I have no doubt Hogan was a little late on the run-in after that I'm free, I'm free part. And Bret was probably like, we... And he's hardly been Flair's biggest fan, so... You're my thing, so... <laughs> yeah. we, no? All right. No, man, what we're doing? 
Yeah, I love the fact that Bret Hart uh, pays attention to how it should work so much that he purposefully ran super slow so Hogan could beat him to the ring. Because nope. there's no way in a regular fucking day. Because <laughs> Brett ran on the ramp, Hogan came down the side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Got the squats in. So they, they make the save. Hogan gets on the mic and says, what you did to Flair tonight is over the line. Um, Hogan and Brett said, uh, Hogan goes that both Hogan and him, uh, Hogan, him and Brett will get their hands on Sting later tonight. And then the light of the night, folks. Yeah. The Already? line of the fucking night. Hey, we've got a long ways to go. Oh, yes. Hogan goes and says, um, this one is for me. I have respect for Flair, but it's also for him because I respect him. This one's for me, but it's also for Flair because I respect him. That bullshit. That was the line. I went, excuse me, this one's for you? He should respect him. The thing I wrote down. As soon as he said his line, I was like, fuck Benoit, I guess. Guess that fucking matches off. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Oh, this one we'll is get to that. This one's for me. This one's for me. Then my favorite part is then also that then they cut back to uh Sting and Luger watching this as uh, Sting says that oh he's talking about kicking my ass. I'm not gonna say it. And then my and then Luger Take me back to that prime of uh, Luger being that heel is he looks at the camera and goes, I don't have my gear. Oh, darn. I'm and not, then, like, I'm, walk, not, I'm not cleared yet. I'm not cleared yet. And like, he and does Sting's it, like, hmm, I guess no match. And he, then he just looks at the camera and goes, Huh. Oh, darn. <laughs> and then they, they, they shrugs and walks off. I'm like, You, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. <laughs> yeah. You know what else I hated to see? Luger swinging full force at Brett's face. I was like, dude, <laughs> Jesus I don't not care yet. that it's rubber, motherfuck. <laughs> it's not yet. I know, I know, but we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this entire thing, like... Goldberg's like, hmm. Ho- the Hogan, like, Full swing. I respect Flair. But this one's for me, dude. Like, isn't it always for you, dude? <laughs> if anybody... if, if <laughs> For the people who know the amount of work Flair did to get him into WCW. Yep. And that he pretty much owes that money to Flair. What about me? Um, this was a fucking segment, I'll tell you that. This was this was wild. This went all kinds of directions. Hey, it's Saginaw. Ha <laughs> <laughs> It's hack. <laughs> Doing hack things. Uh, then we go to <laughs> photo steals of Fall Brawl of Hogan and Sting. Was it? <laughs> I wrote on Havoc. I was like, did they show Havoc picks? No. no. I'm just fucking uh, idiot. I'm from fucking the future? Idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, we, then we get... So five weeks from now. We go backstage and... Uh, we go backstage and Berlin shows up in his Mercedes limo with uh, five guys walking along the car in front. He has a uh, two cars. Um, she almost took it that way. Um, then we go to the stage with Ricky Rackman. God fucking damn it. Rackman stumbles on his line of I bring gorgeous women. Because <laughs> he's not used to bringing gorgeous women. He's anymore. not. He talks about <laughs> the gorgeous ni- women in his van. Uh, he talks about the Nitro Girl search. Uh, Rackman sucks up to the crowd saying that those more beautiful women in North Carolina there are in Miami. Fucking bull wrong about that. Shit. Can I get a yeah, right? I call bullshit. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, right. Having never been to either. You know what's bad? <laughs> when Kimberly. Hits the lines way better than this fucking VJ. 
Uh oh. I'm getting my ass kicked over here. <laughs> Hack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my the fucking Ricky Rackman. Can I get a yeah right line? Can I get a yeah, yeah right? Did I do that? <laughs> Jesus. Corey's being attacked by a cat right now. Get my ass handed to me. Actually, I'm, I'm the greatest. That one. That one. It was almost the uh, the microphone almost went flying off the table. Jesus. I'm I'm bringing security out. Yeah. Um, they bring out uh, Kimberly and Spice. They show the winner from last week, and it wasn't the first girl. Um, no, was it the second no, girl? No, it was the first girl. It was the first oh, girl. It was, it was the, the it was, it wasn't the second chick. one, yeah. It was uh, Zuli. Oh, yeah. Roll I Tide. Ha- I haven't forgot about Zuli. Roll Tide. The girl that just said she finally started watching Nitro was Didn't the one win. that lost, yeah. Shocking. Uh, the other girl was better. <laughs> like, that just, too. They show videos of the new girls. They bring them out. The crowd don't like girl number two. She says she's watching. She's been watching wrestling her whole life. She that, learned. <laughs> that she said that um, she's watched. Uh, she's been watching wrestling since, as she put it, the Four Horsemen, Dusty, and you know. That's how she put it's it. It's like, uh, well, we at least know. Got, at least she got the Horsemen and Dusty part right. Yeah, so. but then who, what is you know? Bruce Richard. Uh, you know. You know. Well, well you know. Jerry Jerry? Big fan of Memphis wrestling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My kind of chick. Uh, we I go. Wrote, Jesus Christ, this fucking contest. <laughs> Two weeks in, I'm like, fuck uh, this. I'm Take tapping somebody. out I so don't much. Care. Yeah, it's like, just, can we just go with Zuli? Uh, we go backstage with, with, with J.J. Dillon. As he's on the phone trying to get a medical status of Lex Luger. And they find out that Luger's been cleared to wrestle for the past three weeks. Typical Lex. <laughs> God damn it. Speaking of that, let's go to photo steals to follow brawl as it's Sid and Chris Benoit. Let's Match go. of the night. Match of the night coming up here, guys. Corey, I need you to break this down in detail. Please. Gotcha. Eric Watts yep. versus Disco Inferno. <laughs> God damn it. I will say this now. My first set of notes. First thing Fuck I wrote. This shit. Sid's coming out. There it is. <laughs> Sid's coming out. That's all you need to know about the match. <laughs> And this is how this is how bad the match is, guys. Sid's coming out. Yep. That's my first note. Crowd chance. We want Sid. Accurate. Then they point to a sign saying, This match is boring. Where's Sid? Yep. Then they do a picture in picture with Sid whispering sweet nothings. Yeah, he was like jacking off his belt. What the fuck was he doing? I had a weird, like <laughs> I had a weird like Inception type moment with this match, so I'm sitting there Uh-oh. and I'm like, "Nope, this is boring." I'm yeah. looking through Twitter, 100, percent and it uh, some journalist somewhere posts a thing about WWE being interested in um, Eric Watts' daughter, who's like a star athlete right now in college. During this fucking match, right? Jesus. So I'm like, "What are the odds?" First of all. And then so, and then and then went on to read about how Eric Watts was the star athlete of the family, even though Cowboy Bill Watts is his dad. And I was just like, "This is weird." And then I look up and Sid appears to be jacking off the U.S. title. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. "All right." Yeah. <laughs> it's simultaneously WWE and 2020, just somehow at the same time. Just look her though. Yeah, um, Magazui or not that good. No. <laughs> This this match no. is pointless God, no. because Sid wins and uh, Disco wins in the picture in picture. Yeah, there's no Sid. 
No Sid. If you, but can, then, if you can find Zuli, by the way, anybody knows Cellular Nation. If you can find pictures of yeah. Zuli, please, please let us know. Then Disco gets on the <laughs> mic and says how he's a mid uh, made eventer, and then Sid shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> he shows up out of like fucking nowhere and then it choke slams Disco and power bombs Watts. Oh. Um God damn. So <laughs> Ow. Uh, we get a promo with Sid as Sid calls out Bobby saying that uh, Heenan just thinks of him as a big, dumb guy. Uh, when it, He says, when it comes to Hogan, Steen, Goldberg, the, it's not a battle of wits, it's a physical battle. Um, Thank Christ. <laughs> Sid says he took the U.S. title away from Benoit with ease and the belt will now for once be untarnished. Uh, as Charles Robinson's wearing the belt around his waist with a big <laughs> smile on his face wearing that belt. Uh, Sid's won't let Trash touch this belt and won't give the Trash uh, Goldberg a shot at this title. So Goldberg stepped down to a U.S. title, looks like. Uh, Sid begins to chant Goldberg's name. Uh, Sid then picks up Disco and power bombs him again and pins him. Now he's 82-0. And once again, Watts and Inferno laid during this entire promo on the ground. All right. That was a barn burner. Let's go to our next one, shall we? Silver King versus Norman Smiley. Hmm. Me thinks this isn't going to go well. The countdown to mayhem. Ten days, ten days away. Uh, Smiley has Silver King like a wheelbarrow, legs around his hips, and then slaps his butt. Uh, so then, so then Sid runs down and attacks both men. Choke slams Silver King, powerbomb Smiley, eighty-four no. Sid goes over to Heenan and yells at them, and they point at him, going, "Hey, yes, you're eighty-four no. Yes, you are. Yes, so, you are." So we're at a we're we're uh, going full steam ahead with this uh, show tonight. You know, that's what you want to call it. That's you know the way to put it. Let's go to our next match. Let's see if this turns Can you be around. full steam ahead if you've got at least one flat tire? Well, let's find out if we get another Backwards. one. <laughs> well, I don't think we're going to get one yet. Okay? Okay. Next match is Steve Regal and Dave Taylor. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Versus okay. the West Texas Rednecks of the uh, counterfeiter Wyndham's with <laughs> Curly Bill coming out, a.k.a. God Vincent. damn it. Yeah, I'm going to no-sell that. Yeah, I'm going to ding-dong. Uh, Taylor has... Uh, has on a leg stretch and then and uh, and is holding Regal's hand and the ref looks straight at Regal and goes, okay, okay. Uh, Henning hits Regal with the cowbell. You do you. Uh, Henning hits Regal with the cowbell and Barry rolls him up for the win. So I get a dollar. Take your word for it. I'd write this match down. <laughs> oh, you don't? Yeah, just never happened on his. I got nothing. I was like, I don't remember this match. <laughs> All right. What did you like? Blackout. Were you abducted by aliens during Nitro? I might have been. Were you anally probed? I mean, I just call it Tuesday. <laughs> so let's go to the ring with Jerry Flynn and Jimmy Hart. Oh, God. And then they cut backstage, and here comes Goldberg, but he's in street clothes. Okay. Police and security are walking. Did this part happen yes. on your show? <laughs> <laughs> they walk. They walk past Prince Ikea, who is supposed to face Jerry Flynn. So, guys, we missed out on a Prince Ikea Jerry Flynn match. Did we? I don't know. That's the way you put it. I'm pretty sure I'll see it on Saturday night. Yep. <laughs> um, Goldberg uh, comes to the ring, tells Flynn to hang on because he's about to cut a promo. Goldberg says he's tired of waiting for Sid. Um, Goldberg says tonight he's going to go after Sid. 
Uh, he's tired of Sid going after his record because he's cheating and is coming down with unscheduled matches and attacking people. Goldberg almost put me to sleep. Yeah. This took for fucking ever. Well, then they do a picture and picture of Sid, and he uh, has Sid just, just packs up his stuff and leaves. I mean, going on? I didn't think the promo was that bad. <laughs> he, he thought it was that bad that he was left. Well, was like, huh, Alex right, huh? Well, so <laughs> Jerry well. Flynn is standing there the whole time, and then Goldberg's like, I'm done. And then Flynn kicks him or something? Yeah, he tries to roundhouse him. And then he gets speared and jackhammered. And then he goes for the pin, and then he realizes there's no ref, so then he starts, like, just taunts him. There is nobody driving the train. Do we have a flat? Do we have another one? There's just nobody driving the goddamn thing now. You ever seen the movie Unstoppable? It's like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see if this next match is Unstoppable. It has this Hugh Morris and Brian Nobbs of the First Family versus Harlem Heat for the tag titles? I'd like to stop it. For the tag titles? The match we're supposed to get like three weeks ago on Thunder? Well, thank God we finally got it now. Uh, however, the match goes for a little bit, but then the Rednecks come out and attack Harlem Heat. Cool. Harlem Heat fights them off. God damn it. <coughs> Let's see if we get a flat tire of this one, shall we? ICP with Vampiro versus Lenny and Lodi. But before the match, the kid from all the Lenny videos run into the ring and gets chased off by security. What is the end game here? I well, I don't know what the I end game no is, idea. but I don't understand why they would even show a fan getting into the ring. Since, you know, that's like rule number one to not do, but hey, somebody got into it. I don't know. Oh, well, okay. So the weird Bobby Heenan vampiro shit continues in this match. Do you remember that? Mm. I do. He's... Bobby spends most of the match putting over how tough Vampiro is and how most other wrestlers in that company would stay home with a hangnail, but he showed up to work even with a concussion and a busted up eye. They're just like friends. It's weird, isn't it? And Vampiro looked fucked up, by the way. Yeah. Like He did have a black eye. I love the fact that the camera's pointing at him. He's like, there's more important stuff. He's like, there's probably the- something interesting in the ring right now you yeah. should be filming. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> Play my fucking music. <laughs> um, yeah, there's not much about this match. Lenny goes for a suplex on Lodi, and Lodi is supposed to jump onto Violent J, but Lodi hits. Uh, but Lenny, uh, Lodi falls onto Lenny, and then Violent J makes the pin. What are you talking about? We finally got the 69th spot that I know they've been building towards forever with this team. I think. Cool. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know they've been waiting to do it. Oh, I know. They just had to get the okay. Speaking of okay, let's go to the ring with... No, they just waited until there was nobody in charge. That too. Uh, Let's go to the ring with uh, Benoit as he comes out and says, last night was one of his worst nights ever. That's to come, buddy. Um, (laughs) Benoit says that uh, he beat Sid last night. Sid tapped out to the crossface. There's proof. Um, Then Benoit calls out Sting and says, hey... I won the match earlier tonight. Let's have our fight. But then Rick Steiner comes out and challenges Benoit to a TV title match. No bait and switch here. If I'm Chris Benoit, I'm like, really? This is this is what we're doing? I earn a world title shot. 
after you fuck me out of the U.S. title. Then you fuck me out of the world title match. As a consolation prize, I get the TV title match. Yep. Fuck you. I'm going to go home and murder my wife and child. (laughs) But what if I tell you he wins the title tonight? Because he does. No consolation. What if I tell you he didn't? Steiner definitely kicked out. (laughs) Yeah, in which he did. (laughs) He for sure did not pin him for three. Steiner wasn't about to job clean. He kicked out. Yeah, yeah, I would say he did the uh, old uh, vet move. uh, I'll kick out at two and like. Oh, it was like one and a half. Oh, yeah. It was (laughs) not a pin. They just decided it was going to be. Kind of like that tweet I sent you guys earlier. I can't wait for 2000. I cannot wait. Uh, Let's go to our next match, shall we? Oh, he was in the vicinity. One, two. two. He was going to pin. He was going to, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to our next match. This is Eddie Guerrero versus Saturn. Okay. Uh, Can I just spoil it now? Match of the night. (laughs) Yes. I mean, fuck. Good God. Um, filthy animals come out. Kidman, Ray, and Conan. Hey, he's not dead. There's and a Conan sighting. Looking good. Look a little slimmer. Yeah. Kidman, however, trading the jean shorts for gray sweatpants, maybe just to make a fuck time with Tori even faster. God I mean, he, damn he, it. He rolled right off of her to come out <laughs> yeah. in the second. Yeah. He, 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 he. <laughs> It's probably her sweatpants, to be he honest. He pulled. He he, <laughs> he. She's got his jean shorts on. It's her sweatpants. <laughs> she knows how to read the card and went. Oh, you're not on tonight. Let's go back in the room. I gotta get my jean shorts on. No, you you just wear yeah, the sweats. Just wear, you just wear, wear those. those every quick. You, you keep those fuck sweats on every quick. Same with underwear. <laughs> nope. Uh, during this match, Tony brings up the. Uh, we're gonna go to break. Wait, are we? I guess we're fucking not uh, going yeah, to break. I guess we're not. Nope, I Wait, got nope. to count again. No, nope. well, I guess we are. And Bobby, make up your damn mind on what we're doing here. I was like, we're a professional. Yeah. We're, Tony's just punking people out. This on is a TV company. <laughs> this fucking place. We're, we're, remember last week when the uh, the piano play started playing and then Sid comes out and then who's like, who the hell's the, who's this guy? <laughs> no reference of this guy this week. No, or or last week. They just went, who the hell is this guy? Who is that guy? That guy? Pitbull. Uh, Back and forth match. However, Saturn rolls up Eddie for the win. That's another dollar for me tonight. Damn. Uh, Both teams of the Revolution Filthy Animals face off. Boys. Looks like we got a new feud brewing, boys. Yay? Yay? Second off, are you ready? If you take out Conan and Shane, the work rate will be fantastic. So, your so new, they will be in the match. The <laughs> so your, your time. new dream match is Shane Douglas versus Conan. Got it. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Mm. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> speaking of can't wait, let's go to our next match. It's a fall brawl rematch. Wait a minute. Didn't happen. It's Berlin versus Buff Bagwell. In their prime, would Conan versus Shane be good? Nope. <laughs> Douglas would slow Actually, down. No, no, no. It, Shane Douglas could go but, before would, he but became would it, goods. Would it have to be like an ECW type no. match? He could wrestle fiery underdog babyface. Um, go back and watch any of the 92, early 93 stuff where him and Steamboat are WCW tag champs. Great babyface team. Their matches with Pillman and Austin were fucking awesome. Um, back then it would have been good. Because Conan was still on the roids and had the, the cornrows and everything. 
But no, nothing in WCW would have been good with these two because <laughs> Shane Douglas is the epitome of broken goods. Jesus. And Conan's the epitome of, well, I've already got the $300,000 contract. I don't really have to try. I don't got to earn the money. Speaking of money, I got a question for you guys. Yeah. What? Would a pay-per-view buy a paycheck be a little bit bigger than having the match on Nitro? Depends on the contract. Who? I'm just, just, I'm just saying because oh. Buff Bagwell, Buff did decide not to do get that pay per view pay, so he's going to do the match on Nitro. Yeah. I think WCW was just dates. I think you were paid the same regardless. I don't think, like WWF had the pay per view thing. I don't think that was a thing. You WCW. would get well. Some guys did. Some I don't think Buff was one of those guys. No, Hogan was for sure. Hogan probably got Buff's money. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, Berlin's translator joins commentary, and that's all who uh, uh, Bobby could worry about the whole match. Which I'm just like, okay, I guess. Buddha. You know Tori's in the company, right? <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, Berlin tosses Buff off the top rope, but then Berlin's security guard hits Buff with a punch, and then Buff falls into a reverse neckbreaker by Berlin to win. So Berlin gets the match. Uh, Nitro, not cool. the pay-per-view. But... It was ugly as sin, and Buff did everything he could to not legitimize the pin mm-hmm. again. Two nights in a row. I'd have fired his ass after this one. He would have been on super thin ice after Fall Brawl. After look, after watching how he does this one, I'd have fired his ass as soon as he got to the back. Not yet. No? He would wrestle Ming next week. Oh, and then I'd fire him. And then I'd fire his That's fucking a smart ass. Move. Yep. Yep. Smart move. Hey, look, it's the revolution. Sagging off! Let's do a montage about Sting, how he is WCW's fan favorite. Boy, talk about some fucking revisionist history going on in this video package. Yeah. Goddamn right. Remember the time when Sting almost turned his back on WCW? Like, no. Nope. Yeah. That's how you fucked him over and thought it was NWO Sting? They even blamed him for NWO Sting. Yeah, yeah. The bogus. Was it his creation? It's like, it was... He was WCW's fan favorite, but was his plan all along to go bad? Look at all these various appearances. That's, that's a slow burn. <laughs> Look at all these various appearances by this by bogus Stings. How many have there been? Uh, Sting leaving the company, going to uh, uh, into black and white black, crow absence of colors, and then they pretty much say, "And I bet he drove the Hummer." Oh yeah, uh, that was his true. Was co- Nash right? That was his true character. But Look then, how fast he ran to the wolf pack. But then he joins the wolf pack. Was that for him to get closer to Nash? Uh, Sting might have been the one that ran over, uh, ran uh, the Hummer into the Nash's limo. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is like a WWE hit. Remember piece. that time that Sting killed Renegade? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sting then turned his back on the fans of WCW at Fall Brawl. That's not wrong. And that was a great promo. Yeah. He wouldn't face the hard cam. That was fucking awesome. That was awesome. He was like, that was fuck you. Great. You need to look at me. Kiss my ass. Um, but boy, this video, man. Sting, that son of a bitch. All right, so we get to that Benoit Sting title match. Man. Yes, we do. Woo, not, not, well, it's not this week. What, what? Our next match is the main event. Sting and Benoit. With the buffer intro as Sting and Luger. That's not Benoit. Versus Bret Hart and Hulk Hogan. That's not the match. Oh, you want Benoit and Sting? That's what we were promised. First match of the night. Sir Bane Switch. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I know. We're all disappointed. Luger comes out in street clothes. Because, you know. Yep. He wasn't wasn't shooting. He was shooting. I didn't bring my gear. (coughs) 
Uh, both teams start uh, the match by brawling. They fight to the outside. As I call it, it was a nitro. It was a nitro special. However, then DDP runs down, grabs the baseball bat. Uh, DDP gets in the ring, but Hogan punches him out. Hold on. Is DDP aligned with every heel in the fucking company? Yes, yes he is. Even those who just turned heel on that before? Yep. Correct. While this is all happening, Brett has uh, Sting uh, in the uh, sharpshooter, and then Luger blasts uh, Brett in the face with the bat. Hard. Sting covers for the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, what a fucking terrible way to bring Brett back. Right? Jesus Christ. You bring him back. You have Luger crack him in the face with a bat, and he gets pinned. This is the... Really? All right. He should have pinned Luger. You can't have him pin Sting yet. Hogan's not taking the... Like, like what the... F- Brother. Brett's <sighs> taking the pin. Dude. God damn it, man. I was like, really? What a fucking... You- I was kind of like... Mildly depressed. I was like, really? This I is felt, how you fucking use Bret Hart? I felt bad for Bret again. Really? I was like, wait a minute. You got a free this fucking do-over. Brother was you murdered, got, you, you got asshole. You got a do-over and they fucked him over. You got a do-over because of a tragic event, but you got a do-over nonetheless. And you immediately fuck it up again. Like, nah. We're just going to break his nose and We're gonna have hit him. Luger w- Barry w. Bonds his fucking ass in the face. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. WCW, oh, everybody. My God. WCW. I think he was like that pin, like, God, I should have just taken less money. Can, yeah, you know what? Can I God just, damn it. I, I got to be honest with you. And I said this in January of 98, and I mean yeah. it so much more in September of 99. Each and every week we go through this again, I get more and more on Bret Hart's side. I'm like, yep. yeah, you know what? He yeah. was right. He was right. The whole time he was yeah. right. This <laughs> is insane. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Speaking of insane. Yeah. Yes, it is. Let's move on to Monday Night Raw, September 13th, insane. 1999. Uh, We're in. Sir. Uh, you have one job this week. Yeah. Uh, Sunday Night Heat, sir. Oh. Let me look it up. Sunday Night Heat, uh, September it, 12th. Look it up. I actually watched Saturday Night. I can't find it. I do the yeoman's mm-hmm. work. Motion of dailies, sir. No, yeah. motion of dailies. Here we go. September 12th. <laughs> um, this is what the fans want, Joseph. Okay, okay. okay. I'll, I'll start. But the third I, Esquire. Don't worry. I passed this night up. We'll bring Chris McMahon in. Don't fuck around. Rob um, Bartlett will be here next week. Uh, there are some uh, couple dark mat. Lessels <laughs> <laughs> out. Rob Bartlett's God in. God damn it. All right. <laughs> So Draws defeated Chaz. Uppercut to the gooch. <laughs> Sean Stasiak defeated Joey Abs. Ooh. And your main event was Mark Henry and Steve Blackman defeating D'Lo Brown and Val Venus. All right. You mean the this Raw was a match? rematch? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but here's, here's your dark matches. Um, Glenn Ruth defeated Tim Lowry. I know the Glenn game. Glenn Ruth, I know the name. Uh, it's a character, right? Who's he? Uh, who's he become? Uh, it's not Hitbinger. It's, it's head. It's, it? it's, it's, yeah. it's Thrasher. Yeah, but who's Tim Lowry? Thrasher, and then Tim Lowry was uh, unknown. Okay, vacant. Got no it. wonder I didn't recognize that name. I don't know if you guys recognize this name. Okay, the other dark match, uh-huh. Kurt Angle. Who did he ever beat? Uh, defeated 
Taka Michinoku. Jesus. I want to see that. We didn't get that? Nope. I want to see that. Motherfuckers. Nope. <laughs> I want to see that. Taka's coming, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that was the first dark match of the night. Does God. he get times for that? Uh, no. God damn it, dude. I want to see that. And you know, of course, the, the, the holy grail of the critical dark matches is the one he had with Owen Hart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Taka? Taka. Yes, please. 99 no. Taka and Kurt <laughs> green as fuck angle? That sounds good. So let's move on to Monday Night Raw, September 13th, 1999. We're in Anaheim, California. Oh, that shithole pond? J.R. fucked the name up 14 times tonight. It was fucking hilarious. The shithole pond, right? It's a shithole, isn't it? It's not great. I I thought I remembered reports of it being a less than stellar. I think it's better than the the one in San Jose, the Shark Tank. I think it's better than that. Yeah, that one gets a lot of... Poo poo as well. What's that now? The fucking HP Center? It's called the HP Pavilion yeah. Arena Deutsche Bank Center Civic Memorial. I don't know. No, none of those words. Those are like taboo in arenas nowadays. The Yum Bowl KFC <laughs> Civic Center. Fried chicken banana ram. <laughs> oh, I've been there plenty of times. Remember when we saw San Martino and Koloff there? <laughs> At the old Yum Center? <laughs> Can you imagine? God. It's like Andre and Hogan took place at the KFC Yum Bowl Arena. <laughs> I remember. Imagine that I shit. remember when Hogan slammed Not Andre like in the, the Yum Pontiac Bowl. Silver Dome, but I, at the Talking Stick Resort. I remember when I went to, I went to the goddamn Dairy Queen Blizzard Arena and watched Ollie and Frazier. Oh, the memories. Good memories. The Thriller in Vanilla. Yeah. yeah. At the Moda Center. <laughs> the Thriller and Vanilla with the chocolate swirl. In <laughs> God damn it. Well, we start the night off with a promo. Hey, guys, Triple H is making a lot of enemies. You think? A lot. <laughs> One or two. Um, Undertaker, Rock, Big Show, Mankind, Stone Cold. I just Kate. wrote everyone in back. Everybody in back, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, we find out that Triple H should barely escape the ambulance from SmackDown where, uh, where uh, Stone Cold tried to ram a semi into it. Well, he didn't like, try. He did. That's, he did. Uh, at least I guess they kind of said it. It wasn't like, hey, Austin ran him the fuck down and he's fine two days later. They were like, he got out. He so got they'll out. wait a couple months or years to do that. <laughs> uh, we go backstage band-aid. and we see Undertaker and Big Show talking. <laughs> How it hurt. Uh, Undertaker and Big Show talking. However, you, we, I'd noticed Midian and Inviscera in the background talking. Yep. So, hmm. Slowly bringing that uh, BSK uh, corporate ministry shit together again. The yep. Ministry of Darkness. Uh, we see Kane pacing uh, back <sighs> and forth. Mankind looking for Triple H. Mankind, Triple H, where are you? I forgive you for burying me last week. God damn it. Uh, we see Rock <laughs> walking up. Uh, we see Briscoe Jesus. and Patterson telling Linda to not go out there. We see co- cars show a mor- motorcade show up, and Triple H in China being uh, surrounded by security. And Should have pumped in Gilbert Chance right here. I was like, hilarious. wait a minute, his own personal uh, limo yep. flanked by security, uh-huh. a chick in the car with him. Uh-huh. It's Woo. Berlin. <laughs> it's Berlin. Berlin. Berlin is here on Raw. Shit. All right. Terrorizing the roster. We go to the ring with Linda McMahon with Briscoe and Patterson. <laughs> uh, she says that Triple H buried himself in his own grave. Says that uh, tonight, uh, Kane, Undertaker, Big Show, Mankind, and Rock will be in a uh, no-holds-barred match. It's not what they called it, Joe, but what is it? Um, 
a Fatal Five. There way. it is. There it is. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> Winner gets number one contender. We Chris see, Benoit. Yeah. <laughs> we see uh, Triple H watching this from Benoit's the back. at home. Don't believe it. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, Linda says someone is showing up here tonight. And uh, if he wants, he can demand his rematch. And that man is Stone Cold. Crowd pops. You don't say. Uh, Triple H. Bob Backlund. Yeah, Triple H and China come down with security. I uh, feel like God. <laughs> Triple H and uh, China attack Briscoe and Patterson. Uh, Triple H tells Linda to leave, or he, he she will forget this, or will regret it. Uh, Undertaker and Big Show show up on one side of the arena, on through the crowd, and then Rock and Mankind come through the other side, surrounding him, and then Kane just runs down the aisle. It's an all-out brawl between all six men until Triple H runs off. Kane giving chase, Undertaker and Big Show, and Rock and Mankind fight for a little bit more. And all I wrote was Kane was the only one who was focused on this idol. <laughs> he yeah. was the only one paying attention to Triple H. Yep. Uh, commentary says that there's a steel cage hanging above the ring. Uh, Jeff Jarrett has an open challenge for any woman. Uh, we go backstage with Cole and Jarrett. Uh, I do remember, you know, I do remember that uh, Corey says, until a certain date, continue to watch Jeff Jarrett. And I have been. Uh, Jarrett says that uh, what they, uh, they want to know what got into him by attacking uh, Mula and Mae Young. He said it's because this is because of China. Because she's in the man's world. Uh, he has an open challenge for any woman and wants China to come out to watch. Uh, we see that Shane, Mc- we see Shane McMahon showing up. Uh, Cole's backstage with Rock and Mankind. Um, <laughs> Rock doesn't, uh, uh, doesn't care who he beats, but he's going to beat them all tonight. Uh, Mankind, uh, you know, hey, how do you feel? It doesn't matter how I feel. <laughs> Mankind says that him and Rock will run through the other three men, and then the Rock will lay the smack down on Mankind's candy ass. <laughs> I love, like, physically can't wrestle anymore, so I'm just going to be a goofy son of a bitch, Mick Foley. God damn it, man. He's, that's what he's going to do. So let's go to our first match of the night, shall we, for WF. Jeff Jarrett with Deborah and Miss Kitty versus... Uh, but before we go versus, I love the fucking Jeff Jarrett here. You love fucking Jeff Jarrett? Yes. Uh, chosen. Uh-huh. I'm the chosen one for that one. If you wear a dress and re- you relieve yourself in the squatting, squatting position, position, I'm going to kick, kick your, your ass. ass. Women are weak and men are the dominant species. I, I have to be honest. I am loving this Jeff Jarrett right now. Oh, my God. And I'll tell you why. I'm telling you why it works. It, if it was anybody else doing it with any degree of uh, sincerity, it would be uncomfortable. But it's Jeff Jarrett. (laughs) Yeah. It's Jeff Jarrett, and he's doing it. How do I explain this? He's doing it in an exaggerated Hanna-Barbera way without being completely Hanna-Barbera. Without saying suffer and succotash. Yeah. Like, you can tell it's, it's shtick. And you can tell it's like, and and he's playing it like he could probably get beat by most of these women, yeah. and that's the the way he's doing that is why I'm enjoying it so much. And that's fascinating because I'm gonna give it a new name and just I want you to say he does everything. He says the exact same wording and everything. Imagine Bossman saying 
<laughs> yeah, right. My God. <laughs> totally different heat. Holy <laughs> fuck. I, I, I think that was my line. Of, my, you might the, get stabbed for real. That's the, my line of the night. Like, if you're in a squatting position, I'm going to kick your ass. ass. Luna runs down, Jarrett squashes Luna, but then Ivory runs down and hits Luna with the guitar. When Jarrett uh, hears kind of. When Jarrett hears that Luna it's a was also with guitar. Yeah. <laughs> when Jarrett hears that Luna won via DQ, Jarrett goes out and yells at Lillian and forces her into the ring, but she trips over the ropes and then she then he puts her in, in, into figure four. Fight for <laughs> So, quite, did you guys see I think it was Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, he was there. He was going to jump the barrier when Jarrett had Garcia Lillian in the this was figure awesome. four. Like, he was going to jump. Oh, yeah. I swear I to God. I was like, no, he was get, at this point. I, I can tell you from watching in real time, and you were watching by this point, yeah. though. Jarrett was getting legit heat. Like, legit, like, get away, fuck you, like, yep. woman beater. Which to me is hilarious because watching it, like I just said. He's doing it total camp, like Batman 60s style. Like, you can tell. He's getting punked by every single yeah. female on the roster. You can tell he doesn't take this seriously. This is not like him going, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, all right. But, like, D- Michael Clark Duncan was going to jump the... What, he just beat everyone? Yes. He was going to jump the barrier. We go backstage, and, hey, guys, Stone Cold's here. All right. We go backstage with the Rooster in China. China says that uh, not impressed by the fact that Jared's beating up two old women and a weak ring announcer. So again, she's. I, I don't. Are you I, a heel or face? I, yeah, what, what are you doing? I hate Zen, this. I hate Zen. Watch Zen. Watch the SmackDown with me, and she goes, "It blows my mind that you were right. The fact that China's in two different storylines that she's a heel yeah. in one and then the face in the other. Can somebody do that in 2020? No, it's it, weird. it didn't work then either. Like yeah. she and she's getting them confused <laughs> too. This is where she's supposed to be kind of babyface-ish. Like, again, even babyface China, I don't think, would care that the, that they got beat up. No. But this promo was all wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's just, what are they doing? Why do they have her here and with him still? They need to just do a clean break. He doesn't break. need her. Like, it's just, and she doesn't need him. It's ridiculous. The whole, And it's not doing, ironically enough, it's not doing Jarrett any favors. Nope. nope. Because it's like, what's he fighting against? <laughs> Let's go to our next match, though. Uh, Fink is doing the ring announcing. It's a strap match as it's Devon Dudley with Bubba versus Farouk with Bradshaw. Ooh. Well. Uh, they just choke each other out. <laughs> yeah. As want to happen. Uh, Bubba gets on the apron, hits Farouk with the chair, and then Devon covers for the, for the win. I feel like they had a, a little sign of were like, you don't go nuts. I won't go nuts. Let's yeah. get through tonight and have some beers later. Yeah. <laughs> they they did the, I'm just going to choke you here. You can choke me. I'll whip you here, whip you there. We'll call it good. <laughs> uh, Bubba hits I Brad. I the table there. <laughs> but, yeah, you know what? We know what helps with that match is that it's the two more level-headed guys, at least. Because mm-hmm. if it was Bubba and Bradshaw. Bradshaw and Bubba. No. No truce there. Just, yeah. a, just a finger. Um, who knows where Bubba hits Same Bradshaw side. with the steel steps uh, Dudley's beat up Farouk but Bradshaw gets to the ring and hits Bubba with a chair and then the Dudley's run off uh, we see um, Stone Cold getting his knee braces on so it looks like we're having that match as JR is like we're having that match uh, we go backstage with Cole, Undertaker and Big Show is this where JR was salty? 
with King. Where he was like, I like that JR was he was gonna be on SmackDown. JR was wrong the whole night, huh? I was like, God damn King. Your calm source, down. your source. Calm the fuck down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it didn't just start later on. Salty JR was always wrong. Uh, oh. Taker goes, Michael Cole, and Cole goes, I've lost my privileges. I'll leave. And he just <laughs> leaves. Uh, Taker says that they're going to beat up everybody tonight. Um, then uh, we go to the ring with Finkel about to announce someone. JR's like, all right, Finkel, you're going to take the rest of the night off. I got this one. As JR brings out the British Bulldog, who comes out to a different version of his new different version Hyped of... music. And a... Am I wrong? Or just a jacket that's at least seven sizes too big. Too Accurate. big. Yeah. Uh, For a guy who usually wears clothes seven sizes too small, this threw me the fuck off. There's a happy medium, yep. British Bulldog. Come on. Uh, Bulldog says that he gave Al Snow the hardcore championship because Al deserves it. Uh, Bulldog wants to show the doubters that he can come back from his injury. Bulldog says that he's been every champion in WF, the Intercontinental, the European, a tag team champion. But before he retires, he wants the WWF championship. He should. Wow. Oh, Oh my God. At the same time we saw it. (laughs) That was a gusher. Uh, Big big boss man. What? Big what? Big Boss Man comes out, and he's mad about Bulldog getting to his business and says he's going to send Bulldog back in, in a doggy bag. What a, yes. weird, what a weird show uh, ECW nat- Natural Born Killers is. I agree with everything you said about the match that you're talking about. I'm not. I'm doing a promo. Match was crazy, huh? No, guys, guys, don't worry. Here we go, right? Al Snow comes out and asks if Bossman got his message last week. Al Snow, Al Snow wants a match with Big Bossman. But he wants this match to have a cage surrounding the ring. Oh, like, like a cage does, yep. Yep, but also he wants it to be a Hell in a Cell match. Oh, fuck. So what now? So he wants the ca- a cage surrounding the ring. Yep. So basically what the current 2020, like... You, the, it's the big blue bar cage. Around the, around the, the ring. Around the ring with the Hell in Cell in it. The Hell in Cell is over it. Yes. And around ringside. Yes. Sounds terrible. Right? So, Bossman goes... Are you familiar with this? Yeah. Bossman goes, <laughs> yeah, I, I, know got, this. I got one question. Is the uh, hardcore title? And he's like, yeah. sure, sure. And then Bossman's like, I'm going to kick your ass right now. So he starts walking up the ring, and he goes, da 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 Al Snow. Hang on, he goes, da da I forgot there's one more stipulation. Uh, a few of Pepper's friends will be around the ring, as a couple of Rottweilers come out, that they're going to be in between each cages. Rottweilers come out and uh, start barking, barking at Boss Man. Then the Bulldog attacks Boss Man, and then Bulldog throws Boss Man, uh, Bulldog, uh, Bo- Boss Man throws Bulldog into the post. That helps Bulldog. And then the dogs start chasing Boss Man around the ring, and then he jumps through the crowd. And then we end with the dogs barking at people. With the, You can hear the trainers go like, all right, you can stop now. Yep. So we're getting Ooh. a new variation of the Hell in a Cell. The Kennel from Hell yep. match. Yep. That sounds Horrific. Yeah, yeah. Remember when Rick Steiner had dog text thing? <laughs> Feels like it was eight years ago. It was like three months ago. Jeez, fuck. Is there another version of that show? Uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, 
We go backstage with uh, Michael Cole, and he's with the posse, who's with Terry. Cole asks if they agree uh, that, hey, you guys didn't agree to Shane. Shane told you to stay away from uh, Stephanie's business and all this and stay away from Tess. And Joey Abbs like, no, I'm going to beat Tess's ass tonight. All right. Then we go to, we see two EMTs running to a locker room, and uh, Shane is knocked out. His right heart. Maybe. Uh, we go Sting? To, again! <laughs> Jesus, Sting. We go to the ring as uh, Tony Chimmel comes out and tells Fink to hit the bricks. Hit the rocks, kid. As our next match is going to be Joey Abs with the posse versus Test. Uh, uh, Joey Abs hits like a T-bone suplex uh, fisherman. So he pin- try- goes for the pin after. Uh, Test wins with the gut wrench powerbomb. The posse beats down Tess after the match. Shane then comes out, spears the hell out of Joey Abs, and then the posse's jump Shane. Tess gets up and beats the posse. Shane then spears Rodney. Uh, Tess and uh, Shane chase after the posse. We see them get into vehicles, and they drive off. I swear at this point, Tess has to be like, can I quit fucking feuding with the posse? Anybody else? And you can tell that Shane and the Posse are very, very good friends. Yeah, that was stiff. Yeah, because he, he <laughs> spears. He's laying it in, buddy. Those spears. Yeah, he spears the fuck out of them. Those spears give Goldberg a run for the money. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> so we go backstage and we see one Stone Cold walking to the ring. And it looks like we're getting our title match now, guys. It's a bit early. As it's Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Triple H. Uh, however, both men come out wearing street clothes. Triple H says, hey, man, you blew it. He brings up SmackDown that uh, you uh, you asked, you assaulted me. So there was a warrant for your arrest, pal. God, this again. <laughs> so Triple H sends the cops to the ring and arrest him. The cops handcuff Stone Cold. Triple H comes down, jumps into the ring, and then attacks Austin. Then the cops threaten to arrest Triple H, but Triple H is like, my bad. Only well, they arrested him for actual assault he does later. Yeah. Uh, we see Stone Cold <laughs> getting put into a cop car. Linda's on the cell phone, but then Triple H grabs it and throws it. <clears throat> let's go to a match. Let's, hmm. Godfather versus Chaz. Oh, my God. We see a promo from Heat with the, that... Uh, that... Uh, Chaz ended the relationship with Marianne. As Remember, because G- she was fucking Val Venus. As Jr. was saying that he was a upright gentleman and uh, broke up with her. It was Val Venus, wasn't it? It was, it was uh, Stasiak. Stasiak. It was meat. Uh, Godfather says since this is his first night back, uh, he didn't know if he should offer him the hose, but they're going to have an old classic wrestling match. Chaz is cool with it. Yep. Uh, then, and then I got this pit in my stomach because I remember what this was. And then Marianne comes down crying. She has some glasses on, takes them off, and she has a black guy as she's just yelling, tell me, uh, saying, tell me, tell why. me why. Tell me why. And he's like, what the, what's, what the fuck's going on? You okay? And then the Godfather and looks. The Godfather, who is all about the ethical treatment of women. 100%. Gets angry and starts beating up Chaz and then hits him with the pimp drop, the deep. The Death Valley Driver, and then like, for the win. Couldn't they have anybody in this role except for the Godfather, whose like, character is selling, that, who selling sells women. and demeans women? 
Like, I don't know, Shamrock? <laughs> right. Would have been a really like, good option for it this. It has to be the... Do they not realize this shit? No. Well, I mean, Razor Ramon. That's a good point. Like, you know. <laughs> That's a good point. How are you? How are you? Uh, we see backstage with... Uh, Briscoe and Patterson telling uh, Linda that she should leave and go back to the hotel, but Linda says it's family business and she's not leaving. Uh, we get SmackDown highlights of Kane and uh, X-Pac, leaving, uh, X-Pac leaving Kane. The cage, uh, the cage, still cage comes down, and here comes Chris Jericho. Uh, hey, Jericho's on Raw. Match. How about that? Yeah, Jericho t- uh, calls Shamrock Scamrock. He wants to show Scamrock that he is really the most dangerous man. Jericho says he found a legit shoot fighter and wants to show Shamrock that he's a bad mama jamma. CDDP, this is how you make fun of somebody's name. He's going to bring out the legendary uh, shoot fighter, Gotch Gracie. Gotch Gracie. Shamrock, so they begin to fight. Shamrock puts him in some submission moves and says he's not done yet. Shamrock puts him in a... Jericho. Oh, Jericho, sorry. Uh, Jericho puts uh, the abdominal stretch on and yells in the mic to ask him. I learned this in Nepal. Uh, Jericho <laughs> puts the lion tamer in for the win. Jericho says, yeah. uh, Jericho says that he can do shamrock moves better and then puts Gotch in the uh, ankle lock. Shamrock runs down and, try, and Jericho tries to leave, but Shamrock grabs him. Then Gotch begins to attack Shamrock. Jericho and Gotch begin to double-team Shamrock. Uh, Jericho takes Gotch's mask off, and it's Mr. Hughes. Say what? Yeah, Mr. Hughes. Uh, Backstage, we see uh, Mankind, Kane, and Rock uh, headed to the ring. Godfather and D'Lo are talking. D'Lo offers Godfather, gives him some money. We go to Michael Cole with Jericho and Mr. Hughes. Uh... Jericho wanted to teach Shamrock a lesson. That's why he went out and got Curtis Huge. <coughs> that he's going to uh, tear Shamrock limb by limb. Shall we go to our next match? As it's going to be a fatal five-way. Undertaker, Big Show, Kane, Mad Kind, and The Rock. Uh, Midi and Viscera come out to the ringside. They attack Mankind when he gets knocked to the outside. Undertaker punches the ref. Rock hits the people elbow, and then Tim Wright runs down, but Kane punches him. Two more refs come out, but Big Show and Taker take them both out. So we're four refs down. Uh, WWE officials come in, and then uh, all the wrestlers uh, attack them. Earl runs down and notices all the carnage and goes, forget that, and leaves. Madkind throws Slaughter over the top rope. He went flying. <laughs> Then the Godfather runs down, a, t- a taker attacks him, right. Crash Holly runs down, throws some punches into the chest of Big Show, and then he gets chokeslammed. Albert runs down, but gets a double-arm DDT by Mankind. Chaz runs down, gets rock bottom. Stevie Richard runs in, gets chokeslammed by Kane. Then the entire locker room comes out for the five guys in the ring to beat them up, but we run out of time and we go to commercial. Uh, what the what f- just happened? Fuck. I don't know. Crazy, right? That's a way to put it. Watching it, I was just like... There's no logic. What? It helps absolutely nobody. Main eventers or undercard. Yeah. I... 
What what are we doing? It's served. Yeah, it's served. I mean, it's, what purpose? Uh, it's served a purpose, but it's a lame ass purpose. <sighs> yeah. So you guys are unimpressed. Very much. To put it mildly. Well, we get a SmackDown promo. Uh, then we have we go see all the injured refs telling them that Earl needs to get uh, needs to do something because it's out of control right now. Teddy Long, I'm hurt. Sam bleeding, player. I'm bleeding. You're gonna have a match with the Undertaker. Um, and then we get Val Venus and Dilo Brown to the ring, and then Steve Blackman comes out. And my favorite part is Earl Hebner comes out with him. So I'm like, oh, Earl's his, his tag partner. He's had enough. Uh, Mark Henry's music hits, but he never comes out. So it's a handicap match. Uh, Val hits the fisherman suplex, and Dilo hits the frog splash for the win. Commentary questions the whereabouts of Mark Henry. Then GTV pops up as Blackman's walking up the ramp, and it's the hoser dancing for Henry. That's not how pimps work. Nope. It's hard out there to be a pimp. You uh, know how I know they know better? Hmm. Because the Godfather, Charles Wright, he knows better. Yep. Run strip clubs. Uh, backstage, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Triple H and China are headed to the ring. However, a limo just shows up. Uh, Triple H and uh, China want to cut a promo. Triple H says that Linda has to deal with the family business, but he has business with her, so he, he calls her out. Uh, Triple H wants her to tell everybody that Austin got arrested and forfeited his title match and has to start from the bottom of the ladder. As he should, right? She says no. Triple H gets in her face and demands her to say no, that he blew it. And she goes, no. She begins to leave, and then Triple H grabs her by the arm. What? Whoa. Don't. And then Shane McMahon music hits. However, Shane left with test. Here comes Vince McMahon to a pop. And Vince grabs the mic. It's a hell of a pop. Yeah. Yep. Vince says that um, he promised that he wouldn't. Get into WWF business, but this is personal. Uh, Vince wants to know uh, who the hell Triple H is. Vince uh, might want to give Triple H a reminder who gave him the break, the opportunity. Uh, Vince then throws his jacket in Triple H's face, and then Stone Cold music hits, and he runs down, and this is when JR Blue is low. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, it's Stone Cold! I mean, I'll still lift it up about three more inches. Blue Chew. Chad, I need you. <laughs> then the bell rings. I guess we have a match uh, between Stone Cold and Triple H, and it's for the title. Um, they brawl. They fight in the crowd. Triple H. Uh, oh, Austin throws Triple H into the steps. Austin suplexes Triple H on the outside. Austin blasts Triple H with a chair. Uh, Austin attacks Triple H's knee like the way Triple H did to him at uh, SummerSlam. Earl grabs the chair, but then Austin punches him. Earl then calls for the bell. Triple H and Austin brawl on the ramp while the cage is coming down. Uh, Triple H and Austin uh, get into the ring, and Austin stuns him. We get some extra attitude. Which I fast-forwarded through. Oh, I did too. It's this. Austin poses, stuns Triple H, offers him a beer, stuns him again. Poses, offers him another beer, stuns him again. Poses on the ramp. 
What the fuck was the point of the cage? Nope. What yeah, the I'm... fuck, dude? I okay. I think the stage. I think the. I, I uh, for me, I think the cage was meant for the tr- the Jericho segment. But then they like let's use it some more since we built it. Damn it. Oh, I've got some definite opinions. No. Excited. Is this for later on? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, guys, what was the better show? Nitro. Uh, yeah, Nitro. Ross sucked. Between that bullshit, everybody battle royal for no goddamn reason, and that nonsensical ending, yeah, Nitro. Now, to be clear, Nitro sucked. Yeah. It's Nitro just, was a bad show. This Raw was worse, in my opinion. I'm right there with you. Uh... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I'm gonna go nitro by a thin hair. Um, Ross seems so scatterbrained. It, like, this week was they're, they're trying to do 900 different storylines. Yeah, and here's the thing: like, it feels to me like this is the first time they have to fill twice the TV time to get to the pay per view. However, it feels like even with extra eight extra hours. They're having to cram so much shit mm-hmm. into this because they have too much stuff to go through. You have the like, mass well, chaos with the Battle Royal. It's like, and, how much yeah. shit did you book for the month? Yeah. Uh, so, let's go to the ratings, shall we? Past couple weeks, it's been close. I, I, me thinks that ends <laughs> tonight. Well, you might be right. Uh, last week, WCW got a 4.1 and WWF got a 4.4. Mm-hmm. This week... Coming off the pay-per-view, guys. Oh, fall brawl. WCW got a 3.3. Oh, my God. Jesus. Raw got a 6. <laughs> that checks out. There it is. So. Goddamn. <laughs> the show that had the pay-per-view goes down, but the show that mass chaos. So, let's move on. Let's go to the award show time. Let's let's start it off with best match. Oh, Guerrero and Saturn. Guerrero and Saturn. (laughs) Lights. I like lights. (laughs) Guerrero and Saturn it is. Charlie, calm down there, pal. Uh, Worst match. Uh, Disco and Eric Watts. Uh, you're not wrong, but that uh, Battle Royal, Royal Rumble clusterfuck pissed me off so much, I'm going to say that thing. It's fair. Uh, I'm going to go with Eric Watts and Disco. God damn. Um, and, that, and that, by the way, is the week that had Luna and Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> yep. So... Let's go with uh, MVP. Oh, boy. Interesting, Corey. Who do you got? <laughs> this is tough. Um, I got an old standby. I got one. I got guys, mine. go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, for, I'm going to go with Vince. I like the, the way he came back and the, the way the storyline is going that, you know. I have, a, I have one problem with the Vince thing. But yeah. Go ahead. I was, just, I, I was just going off the fact that he did return because of the fact that the, the pro, uh, portraying it as this ain't WWF business, you just put your arms on my wife. That's the part I had a problem with. Mm-hmm. 
I'm cool with him being pissed off and ready to protect his wife. But he's supposed to be gone from the WF, so the fact that he can just make a return 30 seconds after Triple H put his hands on the wife kind of shot all believability right out the door. Like, it should have been like SmackDown should have opened with him. Like, motherfucker, you you touched my wife on Monday. Now it's personal I'm here. It was just like, that was awful fucking quick. Maybe maybe it could have been test, but he's gone. Right? Like, I mean, that's the only problem I had with it. He was fire with his delivery, though. And the crowd fucking missed him. So, uh, who are yours? MVPs. Triple H. In a week devoid of a whole lot of good, uh, he continues to be strong. He continues to be, outside of maybe Mankind, uh, the most consistent, best performer on Raw. See, and you just named the guy that I was almost going to give it to, Foley. Mm -hmm. However, there was one guy who I think was better than Foley this week. Uh Uh-huh. Jericho. Ooh, Jericho. I enjoyed enjoyed the cage match. I enjoyed the shtick. I enjoyed the emancipation, the uh, further, like, beating up of Shamrock's legacy. I dig that stuff. I thought he was good. Isn't it crazy that he was so underutilized in WCW and by no means at this point is he near the top level might have been no. seen by no means that was week two and then take killed that shit yeah and he is so much better off anyways it also, he may not feel like it like real time for him but god he is so much better off and also company. I'm still waiting to see this part where he sucks yeah, I don't get it at all but okay I'm still waiting for that I mean, you're always your harshest critic, and maybe he let other people get to him, because I, I don't see it at all. Because he's yeah. been great. He's yeah. been fucking phenomenal. Fits in fits in like a glove. Oh, my God. Where, as, in an upper tier. Jesus, WCW. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Who is your motive? Who did I have your motive? Hmm. Berlin. Yeah. Berlin. Through <laughs> no fault of his own. There you go. Yeah. But... Fuck, man. It's funny you say that. <laughs> because my uh, mode it was also in that match. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. you, Buff Bagwell. Fuck you, Buff. <laughs> uh, I, it's, it, yeah. I have a little column A, column B. You know, like, Berlin, Buff didn't help you out. But the fact that, once again, the bodyguard gets involved, and that has more effect than any of your moves, that doesn't help. Does not help at all. So, Corey? Yeah. Uh, WTF. Hmm. Nitro was the better show this week. And with the show they gave us, Hmm. that's saying something. What the hell? Raw, you're like, you've been on a hot streak since Hmm. like the night after King of the Ring. We're talking, we're going on almost three months. The very, very good shows. You've been consistently entertaining. And it started last week. Uh, SmackDown was, in my own estimation, massively overbooked. Hmm. It was fun. And the guys are working hard. And Raw, it, Raw took what I thought about SmackDown and kind of amped it up even more. It's just massively overbooked. There's this... Like, you would think with the addition of eight extra hours of TV between the pay-per-views... You would slow down and drag things out. Yeah. 
But instead, it's like they, it's like, hey, we have eight extra hours, so we better come up with about 15 hours yeah. of stuff. Uh, you actually stuff. have longer now to tell storylines. Yeah. Doesn't seem like it. Nope. And These things are rushed as hell. And Pritchard has talked, for whatever reason, like, they felt the opposite way. They felt that they had to get through material quicker, which I, I never understood the, the mindset to that. I never got it. Yeah, it doesn't mean you I'm have... not saying you have to be soap opera slow where it takes 15 fucking months to tell a week's worth of storyline, but... But some of this stuff is being blown through in, like, a ridiculous fashion. So much so that when he started breaking down the beginning of Raw, mm-hmm. I had already forgotten, and I watched it this morning. Yeah. I had already forgotten some of what happened because there was so much in that show. That's yeah. not a good sign. Booble? Uh... For the first time in a little bit. Um, just a bad night of wrestling for both shows. Yeah, neither they, one brought Both shows were bad. Neither um, one brought an A game. I mean, WCW, for all the reasons we've listed, at this point has probably no hopes of putting on a good show unless they, they luck into something. Like, just left to their own devices, they probably don't have a prayer. No. Um, WWF, that was a lot of letters. WWF is better than this like I don't understand how this is the show they went with wait till you see the paper <laughs> and yeah just man do better man like you're one of you is better than this show it yeah <laughs> the other one not so much the other one is on par for what you can <laughs> give us <laughs> yeah they almost overachieved, actually. That's just, you know. It's sad that they almost overachieved at what we called a shitty show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my WTF is my cat going after the, the uh, equipment. My cat no. fucking hated this week of wrestling, too. <laughs> yes, she did. Uh, no, my WTF is the fact of... Uh, she went after my headset. That's what no, she went she's, after going after the, she's going after all of us somehow. Yeah. Uh, uh, my WTF is Bagwell, once again. Fuck Piece you. What is, what is fucking insane is not only does he last to the end of this fucking company, he gets a fucking shot in WWF. Right? What the actual fuck do people see in him? Nothing. His nutsack being... The physique. With, with why Evan he got Courageous the, is his better. With why he got the WWF tryout, it's the physique. And the fact and that... that bell rang. And then Vince thought of all the guys, just look, because he didn't watch WWF. <laughs> But just looking at the headshots with that stupid top hat and the and the airbrushing and the, well, that's a star right there. He must have got over. I mean, he definitely. You have to admit, he definitely passes the Vince McMahon star. Oh, test. for sure, he does. He's uh, I think that's what he envisioned Chris Masters being, was Buff Bagwell. Yeah, but you're probably not far off. Yeah. I uh, Alex Wright, man, what a complete <laughs> waste of talent. Right. I don't. I got I, I know gotta, bigger names they failed on, but god damn it, man. I got a what if for you yeah. that I never thought of until now, guys. Podcast what? Alex Wright in yeah. this look put in WWF late 99. Mm, I don't know where he fits. Yeah. I see him mid card. I mean, I'm not seeing you know, world title form. I'm seeing no, 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 for sure. I'm seeing. Hardcore European, uh, European to like intercontinental, that 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 mid card area right there, but he would at least get a bigger chance. Um, 
I think he would be. I'm not saying it would have been better because <laughs> they can't be worse. I think he'd have been. I think he would have done okay in the. I'm trying to come up with a, at the time frame after comparison. I have been too, and I can't. I'm not placing it because like Saturn, the gimmick, the look feels almost like almost corporate ministry level, but even the character doesn't really fit. I just think it would have to be this look because the other look, oh, the other look doesn't work. fit attitude no, 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 at no. all. But but the look does, and I think the work would again justify a mid card Val Venus you know D'Lo sucks? Brown level. He was gone by this point. Would you put this look, Alex Wright, with the jackal? That could have worked. That heat, brother. That would be fun. Would have done something, dude. So, this brings an end to this week's episode of the Monday Night War Stories. We have the midweek war stories coming up. We have a hurricane. Mm. He thinks it'll be a rather quick quick episode of the midweek war story. Did you miss the Thundercast? We got a show for you. <laughs> we, we have a hurricane to deal with and uh, stand back. There's stand a hurricane back. coming through. What's up with that? And we'll see how uh, the chaos of the Kenny? five man and can WWF cram eight hours of uh, storylines into two, an hour and a half of Smackdown. And they do. So that's on this upcoming midweek or stories, which you can listen to at nocellentertainment.com. And you can also listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>